0: Welcome everybody to another episode of My Idaho Friends. Just like a few weeks ago I'm still your host Jaime Lima. Thank you for tuning in on your busy Wednesday evening. A shout out as always goes out to Argus Productions for allowing us to use their studio. Justin, Erica and Sweet Baby James out in the back doing the best they can to make this Thing right here look good it is a lot of work <laughs> trust me it is a lot of work make sure you check them out we always have the link on uh, to their website if you need any production type content for whatever your needs might be whether it's social media your business you want to make a commercial you want to put anything together you want to put together a film documentary anything along those lines are those productions is the way to go also Shout out to Vital Elements, our sponsor. We have our link. Make sure you follow it either uh, via YouTube or, or my Idaho Friends Facebook page. Premium CBD products, local, here from Idaho. Yes, I know, with the exception of the farm. That's somewhere else, neighbor to the west. You put it together. (laughs) <laughs> but everything else is here locally sourced. But we cannot grow it here. No THC, CBD only, check them out. And then also last but not least, and I just got back, so these are nice and cold. Or guests happen to not be drinking uh, because you are expecting a new wee one. And as your wife is making sure that that bun in the oven Gets appropriately cooked and appropriately baked the right way, you chose not to drink until she can drink. So, congratulations to you. Well, uh, thank you. Okay. And with that, I guess we should roll into our introduction. Today's episode, fueled by Bear Island beer, delicious and nutritious, trust me, I know. <laughs> uh, we get we can- to talk uh, to Reese Phillips. But it's not just Reese Phillips. It's Reese Phillips II.
1: My <laughs> yeah. My full name is Reese Thomas Phillips II. I was named after my grandfather.
0: I love that. It's like that. That's so, it sounds like royalty. <laughs>
1: Tell that's, my wife that.
0: Okay, I will let her
1: know. She's like whatever. And <laughs> well, the reason is is so for everyone watching. Um, it's not public that we're having a new baby, but it is now because this is live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure my wife will kill me. Um, oh no! <laughs> um, but one of the conversations we're having is that if it is a boy and we're hoping it is uh, i'd like to name him after myself to keep the family tradition going and to be the third i found out for it to be accurate you have to have the full same name so that's some of the things that we're uh, discussing right now we're actually going to find out if it's a boy or girl this weekend so well, now that I fucked that up, my <laughs> Idaho friends, here <laughs> we <with Reese>. go. <laughs> Thomas Phillips II
0: from Preferred Senior Benefits. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, is it going to be a good episode? That's, you know, how we're bringing the heat. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. Uh, anyway, seriously, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you. I know there's a gazillion things you could be doing on a Wednesday evening. On what month are we? The 50th month of the year, 2020, October. October the 3rd what Not is
1: the it? third because
0: it's the third day October because it's the third
1: it's the 14th
0: the 14th the 14th yeah I don't October know where you
1: got the third from my friend it's the third October of the year
0: <laughs> it's been a long year yeah apparently Do you remember we were on the phone last week and I was like yeah yeah yesterday was a long week and then I was like yeah yesterday was a long year I'm like Phew okay and here we are so you're not drinking i am i gotta make sure that i'm a hero for the both of us cheers to you reese and your family congratulations on what will be without a doubt a most
1: hopeful uh beautiful baby healthy boy yeah well hopefully it's a boy i'll knock on wood we uh or a
0: beautiful healthy baby girl
1: as long as it's healthy We, we got the preliminary test done you know the early testing um we just got the results back a couple days ago everything's good as of right now uh-huh. uh we, you know we pray to god that everything works out fine but we'll find out this weekend boy or girl we already have one beautiful and amazing daughter her name's Lincoln she'll be three next month mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. hopefully the next one's a boy just because we want to have some mix-up if not some as long variety. as it's healthy yeah
0: it's really funny i wanted a little girl and i was you know what people call blessed with two boys and uh, i will call it something different very happy they're both healthy there's just a lot of activity in my household
1: well i mean you you have a like a pet pig what would you expect
0: yeah yeah between the child the children excuse me i have two and the pet pig it's just yeah it's a lot it's a lot and it's totally cool because there's just that much more love to go around or at least that's why i tell myself before i go to sleep crying um you have a very amazing wife. No, she's very patient. True. <laughs> I love you, honey. So, but yeah, but let's talk about you because we're here to not talk about me. And uh, you know, and, and and I'm glad that you're here. Now, for those of you at home watching, you're like, you know, you you listen to the name of you know of Reese's business. You know, like senior preferred benefits, and now you're thinking like, oh my gosh, Jaime, what are you doing? This is what I'm doing, fam. The importance of this is it could very well be that you, perhaps, are not interested of the intricacies of what is perhaps, you know, not perhaps, or what it is, you know, what Medicare entails. But you probably have parents. Most of us do, because we come from somewhere, (laughs) Or, 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 or some sort of like parent figure, or grandparent, or uncle, or aunt, or godfather, or like your neighbor that you care about. And it could very well be that they're not up to date on, you know, what Medicare entails this year. Hashtag Hashtag 2020. 2020. I don't know if you noticed. That's true. We are going through a very long 2020 and uh, that's not going to change. All right. And that's going to affect, you know, the following year, which I hear is 2021 and so on and so forth. So uh, I brought Reese today because First of all, you know, we're going to go like the format of the show is really simple. We go back a little bit we want to know a little bit about yourself back in the day before, you know, you know, doing what you're doing right now, just get everybody a little bit familiar with you. Um, then, you know, talk about you, your life, your business, you know, here here in Idaho, here in the valley, you know, and and what it is that moves the needle for you as far as helping people in our community. And then the future. What does it look like? For 5, 10, 20 years down the road, you know, like some of the outlooks, some things you're looking forward to with your business, in your life, and how
1: hopefully, no like, hopefully no, no masks, hopefully no masks. That would be, hopefully, that would be a good one to start. That would be
0: fantastic. However, wear your freaking mask, <laughs> okay? It's just, it is what it is, but in the future, it will be fantastic if we don't have to. So, now that we have set, you know, the expectations of what this conversation is going to be like, what was, what was Reese Phillips doing 10 years ago? Oh wow!
1: Ten years ago. Ten years ago, very specific. Let's see. So I'm thirty-five. Or, no, I'm thirty-six. Just turned thirty-six. So oh, five man, years the ago for you. I would have been, and my wife can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would have been managing my first bank at that time. I uh, believe I would have been dating my now wife, or we would have been working together. One of the two. My wife worked with me for a year before we started dating. When we started dating, by the way, am I supposed to look at the cameras? I've never done this You don't thing.
0: have to. You can actually can look at me. Okay. Can, so for, for everybody at home that's watching, you know, there's three cameras, there's all sorts of stuff. It's an actual real studio. This is not my home. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so it can be a little bit overwhelming and confusing, but that's okay. No, you, you're
1: talking to me. Okay. Right? Perfect. So, uh, yeah, the, about 10 years ago, uh, that's what I would have been doing. Um, you know, really trying to figure out what my long-term goals were. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I love banking. I I worked for uh, one bank, Wells Fargo, for almost uh, 10 years. Uh, Then I worked for another smaller bank for a year, but really just trying to figure out 10 years ago, what's the next steps going to be? You know, what's my long-term career going to be? What is my growth going to look like as a person? You know, what do I want that to look like? Mm -hmm. Um, I was buying a lot of real estate back then. I was very fortunate to start buying it when it was affordable. Ooh. Yeah, in today's world, I, I I don't know if you could say that the real estate around Boise is really attainable anymore, at least on the prices Ooh. I'm seeing.
0: Grant Cardone, where are you at?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you know that was my work situation. Uh, you know, personal was hanging out with friends. Uh, you know, doing kind of the normal stuff. You know, exploring Boise uh, in Idaho. I, I moved here when I was 21 or 22. Um, so I'd been here for a couple of years, but still kind of getting to, to know what was going on. Um, enjoying the environment that's here, enjoying the people that are here, uh, enjoying the autonomy to be able to do what you want, when you want, which is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved here from uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, where I went to school at Arizona State. And before that, I, I don't know if I want to say this, but I'm going to, I moved there from, or I moved to Scottsdale from California. So I'm originally from California. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay. But yeah, so that's what I would have been doing uh, about 10 years ago is, is managing the, uh, it's called Boise, Maine. So the main bank, downtown Boise in the Wells Fargo building, which is interesting because everyone thinks it's the main bank. It's like the big important one. At the time, it was actually one of the smallest locations you could manage. Um, I ended up managing three banks before I, le- or three different branches before I left Wells Fargo. The main one or the first one was the smallest bank in the state for Wells Fargo terms and the last one that I managed was on Five Mile and Overland. It was called Five Mile Branch. And it was the largest bank in Idaho, even by by Wells Fargo terms, but in general, Wells Fargo was the largest bank. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. So it's very interesting where the the world has taken me, to say the least. Yeah.
0: So, drink your drink. drink. Uh, you're doing some bank management. It's a little bit of money, a little bit of. You know things in which like introduce you as as far as like you know business opportunities relationships with business owners you know uh i I don't want to get too ahead of myself at one point in time you decide that there's you know you you have to take a turn and do perhaps something different what what triggered that
1: oh i can tell you the specific moment oh Uh, yeah well do tell so i was uh i'd been with wells for probably Eight or nine years at that point. I was managing the five-mile office, which once again is the biggest branch. Right, I had like, I don't know, 20 employees, something like that. We managed uh, 70 or $80 million in transactions Mm -hmm. in a a quarterly period or something like that. And a gentleman walks in in shorts, flip-flops, like a, a light sweater, hat, and he had a tablet. He sits down in our lobby, and he says, yeah, I need to meet with your private banker. So for anyone who doesn't know, that's people who have usually higher net worth. And he flips up his laptop, and he's just playing around. Didn't look like he had a, uh, a worry in the world. And at that time, Wells Fargo had initiated this process where they had this thing called stage directing. So you had to go in front of the lobby and greet guests as they came in, which was a great idea. But when you're trying to manage a branch, manage all these employees, have all these other things to do, and you're not used to standing on your feet for five or six hours at a time, it gets kind of frustrating. Right. And um, – I simply asked the guy, he said, you know, what do you do for a living? We started talking and he said, well, I'm a real estate developer and I own a few other businesses. And I said, well, what, what got you into that? Like what? He's like, I was just tired of somebody else controlling my life.
0: Ooh, spicy.
1: Yeah. I like it. So literally that moment I was like, oh, I, you know, I, you know, for a 20, 25, 26 year old, however I was back then to be managing, uh, the largest bank in Idaho was a pretty big deal. You yeah. know, you know, at least that's how I thought. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I grew up with, uh, just, just my mom and my grandparents never met my dad. We grew up, uh, in a very wealthy part of uh, Southern California, but we were not, we li- we rented a house that had like holes in the walls cause the landlord wouldn't keep it up. Um, you know, things of that nature. So I started buying real estate when I was younger, cause I wanted to not have that situation happen. Mm-hmm. So at 26, 27, when I was r- running that bank, I was like, this is awesome. A branch manager, you know, the largest bank in the state, so on and so forth, making Relatively good money for somebody of that age, especially here in Idaho. I mean, the money back then cost of living being so low. I mean, anybody right now coming in from out of state
0: right now or cost of living is ridiculously low. Imagine 10 years ago.
1: Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm fine. So, um, but when he said that to me, um, I just blew my mind. And then I remember my employee, who was his private banker, had to come to me to approve something or get an approval or something. And so I had to go review his accounts before I approved it, and I saw how much money he had, and I said, "Wait a second, <laughs> no worries in the world, you have this much money in your bank account." I don't, and that's the only with Wells. Who knows where the rest of the stuff is? Right. Um, so I stopped him before he left. I said, "Can I ask you a question, just straight up?" He's like, "Sure." I said, "What is the what's your one key to success?" He's like, "Oh, that's really simple." I said, "Well, what does it mean?" He's like, "Making relationships." And he walked away. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Like, I mean, I, I have a, you know, a girlfriend, which is my wife now at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Um, and that was the point I knew that I was going to make a change or go down a different path. I had zero idea what that path was going to look like, and I'm sure we'll chat about that here in the future. Yes, we're uh, but, yeah, that's kind of what started. I mean, I remember the guy, like, he was sitting in that chair right there. You know, his legs were crossed in that outfit. on His tablet had, you know, the thin um covers on it but it was the blue flip one that you could fold up and the laptop would sit right right right,
0: right 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, that's how you knew you meant business except you didn't because you were reading comics <laughs> no no i got you i'm tracking no that's good that's a good place it's, it's nice flex bro <laughs> the only thing that would have made it better if he would have been wearing like one of them like visors like not like a full baseball cap but like the golf one
1: just with the the top missing just with the
0: top missing yeah. i don't know what those are called sorry uh so, yeah, so that's pretty rad. So that was the catalyst, you know, and essentially he's saying something along the lines of, like, you know, your network is your net worth or something, you know, or, or something similar as just, like, building relationships.
1: He said, what's the key to your success? And he said, building relationships. He just said okay, that. Right. I really didn't know what the hell that meant. Okay. Um, not that I'm an expert by any stretch of the But dimension. what does it mean to you right now? Um, what it means to me? I can tell you that if it wasn't for the relationships I have developed over my professional career and my personal career. I would nowhere be in a position I am now. Boom. And I mean, not even. You yeah.
0: And and that's what I call you know like I think sometimes the term or the you know gets misconstrued or you know like when somebody says like whoa, like you, your your network is your net worth and it, it sounds so pompous and I think it just gets it's something that it's a phrase you know that gets used. Uh, at the wrong times but but in reality you know like I identify with that a great deal because you can be very very smart you can be very good at what you do you can be very talented you can work, work very very hard but at one point in time you need to like come to terms and realize that you can get so much more done with help and whether it's people on your team or people who you know like are mentors or, or people to have facilitated opportunities and you can have all these things going for yourself but ultimately you're going to be able to get so much more so much more done so much faster with the help of others yeah. you know and, and 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 you know at least that's how i see it because uh, you know i identify with that a great deal i i have mentioned a number of times and and you know during different episodes it was like i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for like the kindness of you know several of the individuals here in my community but like they didn't just reach out to me like I met them in one way or another, build a relationship, build trust and confidence not only with what we do for lines of work, but also, you know, on just regular, like, you know, just day-to-day life, you know, your, your personal relationships, your developments, whether, you know, the like personal development, you know, whether that's something that you develop while you're going to school or, you know, and with school, not necessarily college, but all the way back to, like, high school. and junior high and so on and so forth and your neighbors and your family friends and whatnot so excuse me pardon me the beer Uh, (laughs) it's just uh i i think that's that's point on and that's awesome that that resonated with you now you take that concept at one point in time you decide you're gonna leave the bank do you take that jump and transition into what you're doing now or there was something else in between oh
1: no no so that point, um, probably about three or four months later, Wells Fargo had asked me to relocate to Southern California to go through like an executive district manager, executive training program thing. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. At that point, I had two or three rentals here in Idaho. My, my girlfriend, you know, lived here. I had some of my closest friends, my, my, long, my two longest friends of my life, one still lives here, uh, where I was like, I'm not leaving. Right. Um, so I took another position with Wells in a different division, did that for about a year, and then realized, okay, I've done the big bang thing. And I know Wells Fargo gets a horrible rap for a lot of different things, and some of it's deserved, but, you know, it's true. But my ex- my experience <laughs> as an employee- No, by all means, do not let my laughter distract no, it's you. True. Uh, you know, <laughs> but I was like, pew pew. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> ah, sorry. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry.
1: So, But my experience was amazing with the... With Which the, is great, and I'm happy for you, yeah. and I'm glad. And clearly,
0: you value that, and you respect that, and you honor that, and that's awesome. I, I'm not making fun of that.
1: No, it's. but like, they, 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 I they have done that. some very s- suspect things, particularly in other states. But anyway, so I said, you know, I'm going to go try and work for a small smaller bank because I I get I, at that time I was being recruited by headhunters all over the place awesome it, the banking community for anyone here who's listening that is in it is very tight-knit even though it seems at least the higher up you get right yeah um so I went and worked for a small independent bank uh here in Idaho for a year I made a transition uh and the things I h- loved about the big bank I hated about the small bank Wells Fargo had great technology great processes great systems mm-hmm. the small one not so much yeah uh but the small one really cared about its clients because it only had you know a small handful where wells fargo i don't care if you're a billionaire well maybe not a billionaire but if you have a lot of money you're still just a number yeah so at that point um i had bought my last house at that time and i had enough rental income for my rental properties to retire now, by retire, I mean, you know, eat ramen noodles and have the freedom to not have to go to work. But by no means, I wasn't married at the time, didn't have any kids. You're not making it rain out of no, the No, 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 you no. Know, but I, like,
0: but like there's the, the certain standards of life that are being met due to real estate transactions. Yeah,
1: and, and like I said, I grew up relatively poor and I knew I never wanted to go back there. So my spending habits still to this day are relatively, you know, yeah, just very conservative. So I was like, I'm going to take a year or two off, try to figure out what I want to do. It's going to be great. That lasted about two weeks. Two weeks. Got it. I was so bored. I was like, what? Because, you know, it's cool <laughs> that you don't have to work, but everybody else is working. So what are, who are you going to hang out yeah, with? Yeah. You know,
0: either retired folks playing bingo or
1: like, you know, or, or housewives. And that can lead to trouble. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it was it was one of those things where I was like two weeks into it, I'm like, I have to do something. And I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I had no idea what that would look like. So I got the bright idea to start a property management company. The reason I got the idea is I was already managing my own properties. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how difficult can it be? <sighs> I built the company for two for about two years, sold it, made good money off of it, sold it at a good profit and everything went well, but I hated the business model. Either the owners hate you or the renter hates you or both. It was just a bad middleman situation. So got rid of that business, sold it to the person who would helped me manage it. Um, Within a year, the business was closed. The person who had bought it from me um, had basically run it to the ground. Uh, so then I started another business, which I still am a, uh, a silent partner in today called Right Now Tenant Placement Services. Uh, so I have a part business partner here in Boise named Joe Gamble, uh, and he runs that business for me. Boom. I, I built the business, but I realized that building it, I really enjoyed putting the systems in place, getting the marketing done, getting the network built. But once it was built it was very similar to the property management. Shh, yeah. Man. The the tenant placement business is very different in the fact that in full property management, you know, they manage the property, they screen the tenants, they show mm-hmm. the property, they collect rent, blah blah blah. Right now, tenant placement services screens the tenants, shows the property, does the background check, puts the lease in place, but once all that's done and the renters in the home, they give the management back to the owner. So really I designed the business cuz that's something I wanted. Right. I didn't want to have to deal with all that stuff. I wanted to just manage it once somebody was done. Um, and I went to Joe and his his wife, Alyssa, and I said, look, I built this business. It's amazing. I just don't want to run it anymore. So, and, you know, we went down that path. And it was just at that point, me and my wife had just gotten married. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, it been about a year since we got married and we got pregnant with our daughter.
0: Congratulations again.
1: And uh, me and my wife have two different viewpoints when it comes to work safety meaning what's the safest way to do something okay she feels um are you about to get in trouble that's what i was just thinking haley don't hate me for this uh she feels (laughs) that working for somebody being a w-2 employee is a safer route you know steady paycheck benefits so on and so forth um and we're blessed that she works for an amazing company here in town called truckstop.com uh, she's a sales manager for their factoring team. And that's her thoughts. Well, my thought has always been, at least up to that point, because I built that first company, built that second company, is that working for yourself is the more secure way. Now, does it s- suck building it and going through that scraping process and, and having to, you know, pinch pennies and things like that? Which is what I've been what I'm doing now. I've been I've been in this business for two years, but it's been on a part-time basis for about a year and a half. Um that's true, but once you get to a certain point, nobody can fire you from it, right? Nobody can say, oh, guess what? You're out of here, we're downsizing, we've been bought, we've been at right. you know, things like that. So with that all being said, when we were getting ready to have our first daughter, my wife was like, look, I know you love being an entrepreneur, I know you love building businesses, but you work 70, 80 hours a week because I'm obsessed with what I do. If, if you don't love what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it, it's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, She said, so I want you, you know, you've sold this last business or you put Joe as a a managing partner and then we had another franchise or licensing agreement with a a lady down in Orlando. I want you to go work for somebody. I want you to get a W-2 job again. Reduce your hours. And I'm like, what?
0: Man. Yeah. She's a
1: spicy lady. Good for her. Well, smartest person in my house. So I was like, like, okay. There you go. Um, Yeah, right. That, that'll make up for him saying to everyone that we're having a uh, second baby oh Thanks. god Thanks, that's so appreciate it <laughs> god, I'm drinking tonight uh, so um, so I said okay so I uh, you know I put my information back out there called a couple headhunters that I just had known because once again I naturally just build relationships it wasn't something I thought about doing it's just who I am as a person right and you know within two or three months I had you know four or five amazing job offers um, I took one with a company out of Seattle called Gravity Payments um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him, our, our CEO Dan Price uh, was made famous four or five years ago for giving everybody a $70,000 minimum salary. Uh, and he's all over, you know, news and all that stuff. Uh, so I went and worked for them uh, working in their uh, partnership. Uh, their strategic partnership division is mm-hmm. what I was hired to come in and develop and build out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, that company, if I ever was going to work for a company, like go work for somebody else again, that would be the company I would choose. Uh, They're amazing people. They really do care about the client in a very uh, dirty industry, for lack of better description. Um, But I knew within three or four months that I'll be in this as long as my wife needs me to be and as long as I can continue to build the organization and build the group. But I knew in my gut that... um, Working for somebody else wasn't who I was. Right. But family comes first. Absolutely. Right. We are brand new parents. We had no idea what to expect. A little bit of security. A little bit. Yeah. You know that big corporate C level paycheck. All that good stuff. There's going to be some
0: health insurance. There's going to be some life insurance. There's going to be some disability insurance. And all of a sudden, if something happens, you're taking care of. She's taking care of. She's looking out after you guys as we want and herself. While you know. While also knowing that you're doing your very best to do the right thing. Exactly. Absolutely.
1: So I was like, okay. And then, um, so we had our daughter. Um, We moved my grandmother down to help us with it. Um, And then this, my grandmother is kind of what started the process of me getting into this business. And I can jump into that now or if you want to.
0: No, you're not going to jump into that right now. Because there's something I want to say. Okay. When you mentioned you took your two weeks of retirement. I did make a joke, Idaho, but I don't want it to be misconstrued because people love to like make snippets some videos and whatnot, and I say, who are you going to hang out with? You know, like retirees playing bingo and housewives, hard, 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 hard. Hey, housewives, you, 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 at home, you're the logistician for your household. You're incredibly valuable, and nobody could get anything done without you. You're taking care of the kids, you're taking care of the meals, you're making sure that everything's stocked. Specifically, not just food, and all of a sudden, like, the other things need to get taken care of around the house. I just want to say that. (laughs) I said that joke. (laughs) I don't want to fuck around. (laughs) And I don't want to get punched in the face later on and say, oh, Jaime, what do you got against housewives? Absolutely nothing. I'm just saying, because the joke was, and I'm not a a professional uh, comedian, but, you know, the whole thing, you know, what are you going to do with your time? But, all that aside, that was a joke. I know and understand how busy you are, and I feel for you, and shout-outs to you. You do not get enough recognition, and you do not... A lot of people misconstrue how valuable you are to your family, and to our community, and to your children. So... I agree. I'll cheers to that. I just wanted to clarify that real quick. It was a a joke. joke. Nobody gets salty. Just saying. Now... Back to you. Okay. <laughs> no, I got it. No, trust me. <laughs> that, 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 like I wasn't gonna forget. That. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make this right. It was a joke. That everybody finds everything funny. I don't want you to be offended. I love you a long time. Keep
1: on. You're never behavior. gonna make everyone happy.
0: No, 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 no. I know. Yo, yeah. you You be surprised the messages I get. Like, yeah, nice fucking accent, asshole. Like, yeah, it's just you know. Uh, perhaps that was far more colorful language that needed to happen. Sorry, I know. But yeah, it's just. Yeah, we we experience everything and all here. But a great deal of love for my housewives out there. The ones, you know, that watch, you know, mainly my mom.
1: I love you, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Even throwing out mom things now. He's just buttering it up.
0: I love my mom. You know, that's all good. That's all good. Uh, So, yeah. So, coming back to
1: you, though. Then is the time to take that plunge. Well, so basically what happened was i was with gravity you know helping them build their membership or uh strategic partnership division because it, it was non-existent gravity payments mm-hmm. yeah yep. and once again amazing company amazing people dan is a very uh polarizing figure but he's a really true good person and unfortunately a lot of higher up c-level type people owners wealthy people are not like that so Three or four months into it, um, my grandmother's living down with us here in Idaho. I'd moved here from Arizona, and we're sitting around a table. And my grandmother's a five foot nothing Cuban lady, I'm Cuban, Irish, and Italian, so a very interesting mix. And she says, Reese, you've gotten really fat. You need to lose some weight. Of course. That's exactly what my
0: grandmother would say to me. You got it really skinny. You need to gain some sure. weight. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Continue. I mean, it was, and,
1: and she was right. I mean, I, I've lost probably 80, 90 pounds in the past year. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. So, but, What that conversation led to was, she says, you need to start taking care of yourself. You're now a father. You're now a husband. You know, your grandfather died earlier than he should have because he didn't take care of himself. And I kid you not, that statement changed my whole life. So I said, well, what do you mean by that? Because I'm named after my grandfather, Reese Thomas Phillips II. The first was him. Um, He's not the Cuban one. No, he was the Irish. Yeah. So uh, she said, well, yeah, he, uh, you know, he died when, probably five or six years ago, maybe seven years ago now. I, I'm really bad with timelines, everybody. So Nobody's going to call you out on it. Nobody has any idea. Well, I just, if, if you hear me you say one thing and say something else, I'm just going to blame it on him. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, she's like, you know, your grandfather passed away because he stopped taking care of himself. He stopped taking his drugs. I said, what do you mean he stopped taking his drugs? Well, long story short, um, All seniors, if they're on Medicare, which majority of them are, uh, have what's called a prescription drug plan, whether it's an individual plan or built into their Advantage plan. It's an optional thing, but most people get it. And he hit this thing called a donut hole or, or coverage gap. And that's basically where your drugs go from very manageable to very, very expensive. Well, his broker, whoever signed him up for his plan, never sat down to review it with them every year because most people get signed up when they're 65 Mm -hmm. uh, or when they retire after 65 and then don't ever review their they
0: they just like fire
1: and forget like you
0: just walk away it is done i got other things to do
1: with my life i'm not talking to you ever again thank you for your service exactly and the brokers people like me are great with that because they're still getting the monthly commission from that and don't have to do work i mean it's great right so when my grandmother told me that, I was devastated, right? You know, that was the only male figure I grew up with. I've named after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a wealthy person by any stretch of the imagination, but I have multiple rental houses. We have a cabin. I would have sold everything to make sure my grandfather was taken care of. Um, but they just didn't tell us about it. And they didn't know. No, and, and I'm learning for anyone out there who has, you know, a parent or grandparents, you probably get this. They don't like to talk about those things. Yeah, right?
0: they just right. do it's, it's a different generation. It is. And that uh, you got your things going on. Congratulations, son and daughter. Congratulations, uh, grandson, granddaughter, and anything in between. Love for you guys too. Everybody, you know, go on and do great things. We're not going to be a burden to you.
1: Yeah, burden. That, that's that's we're the not going to be a
0: burden. And that's exactly you know that that generation. You know that that's a a little bit rough around the edges and whatnot. But at the end of the day, they do not want to be a burden to somebody. Correct.
1: So. um... I was kind of defa- not kind of I was devastated. I said, "This is nuts! Like, what do you mean? You know, he just simply would have taken his drugs. He'd have he would, have la- he would have lived longer." Uh, so after that, it kind of really you know impacted me. I don't want to say I got depressed because I don't think that's the right statement, but I, I it just impacted me. And one day, my wife, the smartest person in my house, was like, "You know, you're feeling down or depressed or whatever you want to call it." Yeah. And this is this is a big impact or a big reason for you i did a bunch of research after this to find this information out that most seniors don't review their plan they should be reviewing their plan right. so on and so forth it's like you know you've had your, your insurance licenses forever because when you first started the bank i got them right she's like why don't you start this business why don't you go out and help people make sure this doesn't happen to their grandparents or their parents and you can do it as a side thing part-time just give back to the community She's like, I know your mind's always wanting to do something entrepreneurial. This will be perfect for you. It's a business you can build and you get to give back and it makes you feel better. I said, I'm going to do it. Now, to do what I do takes a lot of certifications and and contracting and things like that. It's like a niche upon a niche. Um, But I went through that process, got that all going. And the plan originally was to work for Gravity for five or ten years Uh, you know, and at that point, you know, transitioned to it, I was just going to do this on a part-time basis. Mm -hmm. Well, I got my, I I let maybe 10 or 15 people know that I was doing this on a part-time basis. And within a week or two, I got my first referral. It was a, a client living down in garden city. Um, she lived in a trailer, didn't have a smartphone, didn't have a laptop, uh, lower income on Medicaid, which is a state ran subsidy for people on Medicare. And she called me and she was really upset Basically, somebody had called her from one of the insurance carriers on the call center and got her to switch her plan from one carrier to another. The reason she made that switch is it would save her a hundred dollars a month. Okay. Right. For maybe someone like myself or you, a hundred bucks a month isn't that big of a deal. But for some people, it's a big deal. Yeah. Right. When your total income's twelve hundred or thirteen hundred dollars a month. And that's that's fair. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just like whatever you can like make your money last you longer for a number of different things. Absolutely. You will take that option.
1: Yeah. So why wouldn't you? I mean, I get all the same additional or all the, these coverages plus some other stuff, or at least that's what they told her, and it's less money. And doing some research, the guy or girl didn't necessarily lie to her. The way that she would have saved the money is if she would have switched her prescription drugs from going to Walmart to pick them up to getting them from an on a 90-day supply in the mail. Less overhead, direct mail. You know, less cost to her. Right. The problem was they never showed her how to get signed up. They never went her down the process to do that. Yeah. No. No computer. No smartphone. No one would call her back from the call center. Mm. She had been without her medication that was keeping her alive for three weeks. <sighs> so of course this kind of pulls at my heartstring. Right. My first client. I, I really didn't have a ton of idea of what I was doing because it's my, I mean, I had yeah. the licenses, I had the insurance and yeah, all but, that. But
0: like anything else, you, you're learning. Yeah, exactly. You, and now it's like trial by fire. And by the way, like anybody watching, that, that happens to everyone, not only in a business like yours, but like anything similar to it. You C- know? Correct. And it's just like, well, now I have to do this and I, um, I will figure it out.
1: Yeah. Now, luckily, my, um, my um, the, the company I work with or my contract is with a company called slate financial big shout out to colin and and blaine and lauren um and they're amazing they they are the people who have helped me and and they guide me and and they you know it's the person i can call and say hey this score on how do i do this right support correct yeah so um, i was able to to meet with her and basically within three days get her medicine overnighted to her to make sure she was taken care of She wasn't, so she wouldn't die. She wouldn't die. I I, I mean, I I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but let's be real. And she wasn't even my client at that point because I couldn't switch her onto into my book of business to get her the drugs faster. So my first first thought process: Let's get you your drugs, and then we'll go from there. So you
0: went through the process with her that whoever had called her should have gone through the process with you. Do you? did that with your time, you know, with, without any benefit to yourself and your practice in order to make sure that, like, you know, she doesn't kick the bucket because she's now gone three weeks without her medica- her life-saving medication. Correct. And then at that time, you start taking, you know, next steps, which yeah.
1: are... Yeah, so, you know, couldn't, wasn't wasn't my client, but helped her get that stuff done. Right. And awesome. then, and then honestly, I said, you know, once, cause she was obviously very full, I said, once you get calmed down and everything's better and I mean, give me a call and we'll look at moving you over. So about a month or two later, she calls me, we get everything moved over. But my number one goal is getting her taken care of. Cause I mean, that, yeah. that's like my grandfather. Absolutely. So I remember it was a, f- it was a Friday or Thursday evening when I got this all taken care of. Um, I come back to my wife. I said, Haley, I've done a lot of things, you know. Banking wise, I, when I was with Wells Fargo, I never had the same position for longer than a year. I mean, I kept on getting promoted and so on and so forth. I've had great success. I've made a lot of money in, in these different things. I've built different things. I've never once felt this way about what I did for, for my day job or for a living. I've never been able to say, today, for a fact, I drastically impact somebody's life for the better. Never. I never, I don't know if you guys have, but I never felt that way. Uh, and I've done good things right now. I've volunteered. I'm a, you know, Rotarian. Uh, you know, I give back. I, I've done a bunch of stuff, but I never could say, wow, today's work made this person better. This is how. So I said, babe, I know you don't want me to go back building another business, but this feeling is more important than, to me from a work standpoint than anything else. Right. I could care less if I, if i only make $30,000 a year for the rest of my life. If I get this feeling the majority of the time in the work I'm doing, it's worth it. doesn't feel like work. Yeah. So my wife said, well, you know, we have bills. We have things we have going on. We have investments. So I will support you. My wife is the most amazing person on the planet, right? Yeah. Beautiful, intelligent, you know, kind, sweet, God. everything. I'm just pouring it on. I really screwed up when I started this <laughs> episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so... She said, okay, if you want to do this, I'm going to support you. However, we have responsibilities. You know, we have bills, things like that. We need to put together a financial plan to make it happen. So it took about a year and a half of planning, paying off debt, moving things around um, to be able to be in a position where I could leave a a six-figure-plus job with benefits, with an amazing company to start this business full-time. So I built it on a part-time basis for a year and a half and then it'd be 5 or 6 months ago or so now I, I went to uh you know the executives at gravity and said i'm you know i actually had a covid scare i thought i might had covid and it kind of freaked me out Ugh. yeah and i said you know um i know this is going to be crazy to be leaving a, an amazing company with a great everything to start a business during full time you know during a pandemic that specifically attacks seniors and those are 95% of my clients but this is what i'm doing they thought I was crazy, but you know, we'd been planning it, uh, you know, on a part-time basis, yeah. um, for a year and a half. Um, because ultimately I think, and I think everyone probably knows this is that when you realize what you need to be doing, no matter if it's work, personal, whatever, and you know, like you actually know, and it takes a long time to get to where you need to know, right. Mm-hmm. To get that. Why, um, you just have to go and do it. And it is scary. And it's, you know, there's a lot of ifs and and I could definitely fail. Um, you know, but luckily I have a supporting family, um, you know, friends, mentors, things like that. Um, and I've only been doing it full time for five months, but I have been doing it completely for two years and it's going really well. I mean, I'm, I'm at least according to my colleagues and the people I work with, I'm exceeding expectations drastically. That is a very quick timeline based on
0: the people that I know that happen to do what you do which is, is, you know, the the education, the information, you know, aspect of what you do is incredibly valuable and incredibly important because, you know, people don't know what they don't know. Correct. You know, and and certainly not here to talk about me even though I run, you know, I run long because I love the sound of my own voice but, you know, it's the same thing, you know, what I do for my day job. Because this is definitely not it, Idaho. (laughs) Wouldn't
1: it be cool if it was? It'd be cool. It's fun.
0: Like I'm saying, you know, like we have the vital elements, hit up them sponsors, and that's how we get paid. And by we get paid, I mean, like, we're able to keep the lights on, so do it. But uh, with that aside, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, We, outside of COVID and outside of 2020, hashtag whatever, End of days. Uh, <laughs>
1: so positive. So positive. Everybody. I'm
0: kidding, Idaho. Settle down. But but uh, when you, when you really think about it, even prior to all of this happening, um, I mean, we're living in a very interesting time. You know, never before have we had so many different generations alive together at the workplace, and you know, and for those who are fortunate and what i mean by that is for those who are not you know there's there's a number of people that are not working that do not have access to fairly basic needs okay and and not and this is not taking a turn into any sort of political statement but just because of the way things are and compared to the ways that they could be not everybody has access to uh, affordable healthcare, and not everybody has access to medications that will otherwise allow them to maintain a decent lifestyle and quality of life. And we're living longer because of medical advancements and whatnot. But that doesn't mean that does not necessarily mean that the quality of life is better. So what what's that going to look like? What's that going to happen? You know, you look forty years ago. Like, yeah, of course everybody was going to retire at 65 because everybody was dying at 70 if you, if you were a male and, you know, dying at 75 if you were a female. Nowadays, that's not the case. You know, I've mentioned this a, a couple of uh, different episodes before. You know, my grandmother is 94, going to 95, and she was born into an incredibly strenuous and rough, and drastic situation and her whole lifestyle was like that and she was not able to rest her feet until she started pushing into her like 60s and really really into her 70s and she was still then working I met my wife because my grandmother was her nanny (laughs) she was babysitting her Uh, and you know and and it's wild and and it's and it's crazy and when you think about our senior population being far more broader and longer, and, and, and far more dynamic, as far as like being aware of what what constitutes like good, appropriate, and positive mental health, and those interactions, and you know, do we have the means to make sure that our elderly loved ones have some decent, nice? Quality of life, and, and not everybody can say that, especially in today's environment with everything that is happening right now. So, I know that you know, anybody tuning in, or anybody that might still be watching, say like, you're talking about Medicare, and then like, you know, like, and you know, like, well, who gives a fly and flip about that? Well, I do, for I was raised by my grandparents, and uh, you know, and and uh, some of them, not everybody, not everybody's grandparents, but at least my grandfather, you know, benefited from a pension, and that pension passed on to my grandmother, and that's how she's able to maintain her lifestyle and quality of life. But that's rare. Not everybody has that.
1: Yeah, majority don't.
0: And pensions are a thing of the effing past. Correct. I, I mean, like, there's very far few companies in between that, that that have that benefit. You know, it's like oh, like, you know, thirty years ago i'm going to be with this company and i'm going to grow old with them because they're going to take care of me that I, no man that, that doesn't exist anymore yeah. and that's why there's such things as i like, you know individual retirement accounts iras whether it's a traditional or roth and you're you know and they if your company facilitates a 401k you know then that's great but like not everybody has the means or the savvy the knowledge it's like oh you know here are some like real estate opportunities and. Here's some opportunities for me to purchase some land and diversify my portfolio because over the long term, this is going to facilitate passive income. Not everybody's a business owner, not everybody's an entrepreneur, not everybody has that. And you know, what does what is that gonna look like look like later on? And the strategy several decades ago is like the more children that I have, the more people I have to take care of me. That's incredibly antiquated and completely out the window because. You and I both know how expensive it is to bring children into this world and maintain a, and maintain a good lifestyle and quality of life. And if you look at or, that previous or grandparent's generation or even a little bit older, you know, it comes to that point of like, you know, I do not want to be a burden. Well, that's the same thing. You know, uh, you know some families are not well positioned like you and I are in which, like, they have to have this conversation of, like, are we gonna have a college fund for our children or are we gonna sp- sp- put that money aside for retirement so we do not become a burden to our children and they have to figure out whether they're gonna have to work like seven jobs and pay for school because like the cost of education is outrageous, all right? And, 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 I, and I know that that's a rabbit hole that goes into a, a number of different conversations. Ultimately, as I try to bring it back, I, don't, I always do, you really like the whole well because that that what that one is my camera you get you get you got two but i got i I have the one and sweet baby james down in the back you know doing his magic out there he he just makes me look good because it takes a lot of work argos productions check him out but uh (laughs) ultimately you know uh, a lot of people do not have this information access you know because you don't think about it like i mean there's so many people that do not even know the difference between Medicare and Medicaid, and that's not what this episode is for. Uh, you know, you can Google it. Please Google it. If your parents or your grandparents have not do it for them, but a lot of people do not understand that that that's not just like free and it's just gonna take care of everything. No, you know, like yeah, you already quote unquote pay for it, but there's a lot of there's a lot of loose ends. Okay, it, it uh, is super confusing. It is super confusing. It, it's not streamlined well enough, and and it is what if there's there's amazing, awesome things about the country that we live in. Taking care of our seniors and making all the information that they need to that needs to be available to them to be easily comprehensible, it's not, it's not up to standard, especially when compared to other first world countries. It, it, it falls way, way short. And I get it, now everybody's like, oh my God, Jaime, you're bashing America. I mean, fuck you, you know? Like, I'm a goddamn United States Marine, okay? And it doesn't get more American than that. But you have to point out those shortcomings. And that's why I think that in the work that you do is so freaking important, all right? Big, I mean, you, your, your job, your line of work, your career, and your passion is fueled by a personal experience in which you mentioned yourself. Your grandfather could have potentially had one, three, five, ten more years of time with you and your family, potentially getting the chance to meet, you know, your baby that hasn't been born just yet. I'm sorry I announced that on the live feed. (laughs) She hates me. And that means a great deal like what what is the price on that time and that's why i think you know that these conversations are very very important you know a lot of people are
1: like who the heck wants to like learn and, and 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 talk about medicare i do well i would say this i agree with a lot of what you're saying the only caveat i would have is that i think the problem and this is my opinion so you know take it as you want but the resources and information are out there People just don't take the time to research it and figure it out and put it together, right? A good example is, you know, how many people our age have a will, a trust, you know, all those type of things? Yeah. Not very many. But if something happens, that's going to be really important. Once again, there's very easy and simple ways to do that. People just don't take advantage of it.
0: True. But at some point in time, you had somebody guide you to that. At some point in time, oh, absolutely. And what's the best way for the general population to be guided to learn about that and do that? Public education system. And that's not part of the public education no. system. No. You see what I'm saying? That so I, life skills. Are so, not- so, so we do not have to agree or di- or, or disagree on that, or you know. But, that's and, my and wife's I, favorite
1: statement, by the way. Let's
0: agree to disagree. <laughs> really? That's, uh, yeah, let's agree to disagree. it's like you, your wife loves me. <laughs> I'm forgiven by now but 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 you know like you know you can throw that caveat in there and that's fine you know we don't have to agree on all these things it's, it's not all ponies and you know unicorn vaginas on the show but the thing that really boils down to is just that it's you, you can google anything and everything you can also have access to the incredibly uh, erroneous information if you may. The one thing that triggers people to look for said information is influence. Correct. And who has influence over our, our young minds, if we go back in time. And, and and you know, a lot of people are like, I don't remember and I don't want I don't remember nor do I want to remember high school. Okay, like my high school experience was amazing. Boise High, class of NEA, how you at? But if people are pointing me in the right direction i'm gonna look into it
1: well like and i would I, say that your and parents and are probably the it,
0: first right yeah but my parents my parents didn't know my grandparents didn't know and that's a fair point and, and that's why i do what i do which we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about you but that that also what what triggers you know the, the you know like the, the passion and the compassion and then all of a sudden you sit down and you're like the patients like. This is a conversation that is not going to be transactional, but it has a lot more to do. with, like if somebody had explained this to my grandparents, it has somebody had explained this to my parents. Correct. Then, you know, you're, you're talking about generations that wouldn't have gone through like a great deal of hardship. You know, so it's not it's not like me telling you this to like slam you like you're wrong. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I, I don't don't take it at all whatsoever. No, but but I I will say that yes, you're absolutely correct. We are accountable because we have access to essentially all the information. okay, And it's our job to perhaps check on citations, which is about the most important thing ever. And, and and then make an assessment yourself, you know? Uh, not everybody's a critical thinker, but we should all, we should all aspire to be, okay? Or find or, somebody or, who is. Or, or find somebody who is, who can, you know? So, I, I, and I know, again, goes into different rabbit holes as to like, whoa, you know, like, you know, that's why I think, you know, like the freaking loon, moon landing was not real.
1: Okay, fine. But there are a number <laughs> of things. How did we just get to the moon landing? <laughs> well, you know, I know. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Does he do this normally
0: on (laughs) YouTube? Oh my God. But but there's, you know, aside from debt and taxes, you know, and, and, you know, in like current events and a number of other things, you know, uh, when it boils down to like the financial savvy and like the, the, the decimation of information and the education in order for people to be able to make smart and comprehensible decisions, for their future, there's information out there, but there's not enough people letting you know where to look. It's confusing. It is incredibly confusing because at the very beginning of the show, that's what you said. It's very, very complicated. So luckily, we have dudes and dudettes and everybody in between, they, them, and everyone else. We got love for you guys, for everybody. You know, we, 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 we have you out here, you know, spreading a good word, if you may. And that's where I was getting to. Yeah, I agree. I, that was a, I, I love the sound of my own voice. I'm about to crack another one. But, you know, that's what happens. It's my show. It's called My Idaho Friends, not My Rhesus Friends.
1: I mean, it, you could call it that, though. No, I'm glad you're here. <laughs>
0: We're glad to have you again. Tread carefully. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I'm going to deviate a little bit because you have a lot of other things going on uh, besides being incredibly helpful. And, and, and it, seriously, and I do mean it, you know, because you lead with your heart and, and your compassion as far as like your, your demographic, which is the nanas and the papas. Okay, so, you know, so it's like grandparents and people that have entered retirement and whatnot, or like if you're not a grandparent, but you're still a nana and a papa to somebody in your life, I get you. <laughs> I'm tracking you. I'm following you. But you're very passionate about creating businesses, creating opportunities, growing and whatnot. You happen to have a podcast. I want to talk about that a little bit. Spit that game. All Spit right. Spit that game, boo. I'm about to have another one over here. I'm all about it.
1: So, yeah. um, So, when I first started uh, you know building this well wow, that's a lot of head don't worry about it okay <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> um, so when I was putting together the business plan to do this I knew that I really wanted to, to push myself into areas that I had never done before and learn right I was a horrible student in high school and college but I loved learning about things I was interested in yeah well, pff, shocking yeah so you know I'm a big social media consumer from an educational standpoint uh, you know I, I Really, when I post, it's more about business or family and things that I find interesting. But yeah. uh, I came across uh, a couple different things, and, and one of them was about gifting and giftology, and we can talk about that here in a second. But another one was this gentleman by the name of Gary Vandercheck or Gary V. am sure you've heard of
0: Why him. Why? Oh, Gary
1: guy. yeah, yeah no. If anyone is, is on LinkedIn social media, I mean, he's, he's like the king of most social media. He owns one of the largest... Um, marketing agencies in the world, you know, he handles like Pepsi's accounts and all this other stuff. So I was listening to a podcast or something of his, and he said, you know, and I'm probably butchering the name, but he said, there's this thing called like the cool high school kid experience. And what it means is that let's say in high school, we had the popular kids and we had the not so popular kids and we had the people in the middle, right? They could kind of fluctuate depending on the day, the environment, what had happened that weekend. And he said, the way for those mid popular kids to make themselves popular was this, what he called this experiment was to, if they had the fortune to be able to either have parents that were out of town a lot or had parents that would allow them to throw parties, they could host the party, invite the popular kids, become the center of the popular kids' activity, which would naturally increase their popularity. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm like, okay, that's a very interesting you know, thought process. And he's like, now let me correlate it to business. He said, how powerful would it be if in your local community, you put something together that you hosted the party, whether it was a podcast, a YouTube show, um, a, a nonprofit organization, something where you were the catalyst. And now you were able to invite the popular kids to be involved. Now, whether that's, uh, you know, businesses, whether that's, you uh, investors whether that's whatever that was the premise of it so i started a podcast called the boise business podcast Mm -hmm. with the design of being able to reach out and interview different business people around the community that were business leaders so i could learn techniques strategies and information from people that i wouldn't normally get to chat with otherwise by hosting the podcast and, and having them be a guest So it accomplishes two things. I'm able to to interact with people that I wouldn't normally interact with. Correct. um, And gain knowledge from my personal business. Like I I asked them five set questions about how they built their business and from each episode I take one piece of information um, and I implement it to my own business and it makes me better. So there's that. And then the other side of it, because it's a podcast, I have all this information out for people. So if they're interested in doing whatever the person is that I'm interviewing, they can listen to them. I mean, I've right. had, I've had um, doctors. I've had uh, someone from the SBDC, a Small Business Development Council. So Kim, uh, I've had attorneys, uh, financial advisors, uh, just a slew of different business people on there, right? Um, and for we'll use the doctor as an example, right? It's very hard to get in front of a doctor and have a personal conversation. At least that was my experience. up nice to this
0: Okay, well, We had a doctor twice on this show, and a second one a third time.
1: Isn't one of them your father-in-law, though?
0: It sure okay, is. Okay, I going to
1: say. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> hey, man, but the
0: most senior infectious diseases doctor in the state during a time of a pandemic. It's that pretty carries big. a little bit away. Yeah. With that said, though, we did have Heather Hammerstein, and she was just amazing over here. Uh, emergency medicine physician with Hollis. Shout out to her. Anyways, I was just joking around. Sorry to take away from your momentum. No it, no, it was just... Continue. And you're correct, by the way. Yeah. like Doctors are not just lining up like, oh, if I met with that, my Idaho friends, we're going to drop that heat. No, no. They, they're not saying that because they don't talk like that because I'm a child. <laughs> Go ahead. Because you're not
1: saving lives every day. Because yeah. they're busy actually doing work. Well, work. Yeah. So to tie it all together, right? So we use the doctors as an example. In my business, you know, dealing with um, seniors and Medicare, you know, they're great opportunity to learn from you know what's wrong with the system how can i help my clients a great referral partner and things of that nature but if i just go up to a a doctor a a bigger you know time doctor and just email them or go in or make a phone call hey this is reese from preferred senior benefits i'm an independent medicare advisor i'd like to potentially work with you and get to know more about your business how about i take you out to coffee or we you know jump on a zoom call or something like that yeah you're going to get probably out of, if you talk to a hundred doctors for this example, you may get one or two that may meet with you. Maybe. Fair enough. Okay. Or take the same scenario, go to those same hundred doctors and say, Hey, I know you've built a great practice, right? Or you're a big leader in the community or whatever, you know, whatever I'm wanting to learn from you and i know that that could be valuable to our local community to get back i'd love to interview you for my podcast mm-hmm. by the way it's called the boise business podcast which is a big deal boise business okay oh, that wasn't meant to be a plug but the, well, it, it is now the the name is i mean it does hold weight right it's very direct yeah. it's and um, i'd love to interview you you're probably going to get 30 to 40% of them that would love to do that and and that's been my experience i i interviewed a gentleman and i forget his name but he started a business five or 10 years ago about putting products on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And now they're one of the, the biggest Amazon accelerator firms in the United States and they're based here in Boise. No, they have no. their own uh, like water, kid boot, water line. I mean, this guy's amazing. And these are people that I never would have met or, or crossed path with if it wasn't mm-hmm. for this opportunity. Um, and it's been it's been super successful. Uh, I had zero idea what I was doing still to this day. like. Right. Yeah. Right there. Um, <laughs> I, I youtubed it. I, I Googled it. Um, I interviewed uh, somebody who owned a, an events company, but because of COVID, she had transitioned to virtual events and she was a sound engineer. Cause my oh. sound up until her, our, our stuff was horrible. Cause I had no idea how to compress, no- you know, about this, right? Compress noise, do not stuff. Yeah. Um, And she, after our show, said, Reese, let me show you how to fix this. So we literally sat on a Zoom call. She showed me how to do it. I wrote down notes, took a picture of the notes. So every time I go to edit my episode, I pull up that picture and I follow her steps. That's awesome. So it was one of those things where I had never planned on being a podcast person, you know, didn't think I had the technology or the where, you know, to be able to do it. And it's been one of the funnest and most time draining activities ever.
0: But it's been great. Well, dude, but the cool thing is now you're on my Idaho friends, and like the fi- the five people that watch my show are just gonna skyrocket you. you are
1: just gonna take. Hey, that's off. better than mine, my friend. You're just. <laughs> I may have like the first time <laughs> interviewing, and then like my best friend watch watches my podcast. <laughs> right, right, so- right.
0: And I was joking earlier. I was like, yeah, like my mom, like oh yeah, shout out to my mom. She doesn't watch it. <laughs> My mom loves me, but she's got better things to do with her time. Hey, I watch your show. Oh, Yeah, and I know when you told me the podcast, and I was like, nice, on point, which
1: is awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Wait, wait. before we move on, so this hasn't happened yet, but I'm officially inviting you to be a guest. (sighs) All right? I don't know what the staps mean, but that's a good thing or not. Oh, okay, Uh, I thought uh, it was like, uh, hurry up. It's a good thing. But I'd love for you to be a guest. Um, We're very similar to you where we record... And then we, we launch one every week. So we'll get you, you know, on the calendar. And I don't know when this will launch, but hopefully we can kind of correlate them and it'd be awesome to have you on. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I will be absolutely
0: terrified to go on your podcast, but uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, super grateful, super grateful for the opportunity. That's what it's I It's
1: definitely nothing like this. You simply sit in front of your computer and you get on a Zoom meeting. Okay. I don't have all this... Fanciness going on. It's not. Well,
0: again, shout out to Argus Productions. Yeah. A lot of people, they watch it, it's like, oh man, like, that's really cool. Hi, man. Like, where is this at? They don't understand. There's like three cameras going on, there's the, there's the, stand-up mics. The boom mics. The the boom mics. We got our thing over here. Sweet baby James out in the background making the graphics happen. All of a sudden, like, things show up for, like, our sponsor, for your links, for my links. Uh, Yeah. So, there's a great deal of value in doing business with Argus Productions. I'm very grateful to them. But
1: absolutely. Yeah, so mine's not like that. Uh, Just so so you're not going to get that on the Boise (laughs) Business Podcast. At least not yet. If I get a big sponsor, maybe. But you could. Eventually, you
0: will. It, it, dude, like, n- nobody's doing what you're doing. And here's here's the thing, you know, and I, I'm not going to, like, sit here and try to blow smoke up your ass, but that's, again, why I was very excited when you agreed to, to be on, okay? Because when, like, I had an episode, you know, like, some, oh, gosh, maybe like a couple of months ago, and we're talking about taxes, and... It's already niche enough with, like, my idol friends who's, like, tuning in, like, oh, my God, is going to be talking about taxes with their guests. You know, like, Woo-hoo, you know, jazz hands. But it was fun, and it was incredibly educational. There's great information. And th- it's, it's such a dynamic environment right now, OK? Uh, we're in election time. People are currently voting. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, big decisions. You know, coming up and it's gonna affect everybody differently. Um, outside of that, you know, like macro level, like the whole country, then you're looking at, like, you know, like here in the state, you know, as far as like, you know, elected government officials, you know, and how they uh, may or may not align with your values. But at the end of the day, there's a number of things that we all have in common, regardless of, you know, or views and our beliefs and how we feel about different things, you know, and everybody wants some sort of security, the means to provide for themselves and their families, some sort of, uh, you know, like uh, sec- uh, housing, okay, a roof over your head, a place for you to lay down your head, okay, and then uh, safety. Okay, the ability to make sure that, you know, that you and yours and your loved ones are, are, are going to be okay when they exit, you know, your, your, your household and come back in when you're out, in, you know, into the world doing whatever. And, you know, and that, last but not least, the prospect for a future. So what's that look like? Is it going to be just like for right now or is it going to be there for the long term? And so it transitions into the next generation and whatnot. And that's universal. Okay. And the reason why I said that, you know, again, like I don't know all things maybe because of the, the privilege and also the, uh, I don't want to call it the curse, but, of, you know, the ability of, of being able to, to see places like Yemen, Afghanistan, Iraq, you know, uh, and my travels throughout the Middle East, you know, when I was in the service and, and all this other stuff, you know, it's like we have so much more in common but we tend to forget that you know, uh, when, when we become internal and we want to take care of ourselves on, on our own. And, and I get that and I understand that, but at the end of the day, when you just kind of s- sit down a little bit, take a breath and relax and look around, we all have far more in common than what we have as far as like, you know, as far as i heads with. So I'm renting now. It's not about me. It's mostly about you. With that said, What does the future holds for Reese? What does the future holds for your business? What does the future holds for your podcast?
1: That's a great question. Um, You know, my goal in my business is to grow it to a size. Actually, no, it's not even a size. My goal is to be able to help as many seniors understand Medicare and understand the process. Impact. Impact, right? And, And that could be just in Idaho that could be expanding to different locations. It's not my plan. Mm-hmm. But but ultimately, you know, what I do is very, very simplistic if you've done it a million times. But for the the average senior that I meet with, it's super confusing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think some of it, no, all of it has to do with the way that it's set up and that's the government, right? You know, love or hate the government, we all know that they tend to not manage things greatly no matter if you're on the right or the left. So, um, so I just want to... Impact as many seniors as possible, and make sure that n- what happened to me and my grandfather doesn't happen to somebody else's grandparents or parents. That's From a from th- that's my overall goal. You know, five or ten years from now, I, I really don't know what that's going to look like. You know, my, my goal from a, a a growth perspective would be to if I find people that want to work with me and that are passionate about it, mm-hmm. you know. I love coaching. I love training. You know, I love helping people get to where they need to be. Like for a prime example, um, when I left managing the banks, I had at that point four or five assistant managers that I'd hired as assistant managers that I had trained that were then managing branches. Um, you left it better than you
0: found it. Oh, absolutely. You left the be- key to success.
1: Yeah, my my office manager uh, for Preferred Senior Benefits. Her husband was an assistant manager of mine and then became a manager, and that's how we worked together. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's you know, wherever the future holds, as long as I can do a couple things, I can help and impact my clients. I can keep the process as simple as possible because okay. um, I'm not a big fan of getting things diluted. I'm very transparent very upfront. I mean, you know this about me. I just yeah, here it yeah. is. That's why you're here. Um, and then I want to make sure that I have the energy time to invest in my family, my friends, and my community. Um, you know, my, my, my kids, thank you again for that. Haley, don't kill me. Um, and my wife are the most important thing in my family, you know, from there. And then it kind of goes on from that. As far as the podcast goes, um, I'd like to see it continue to grow. And I think it could have even a bigger impact. The only restriction is there's so much time and energy that goes on in the backside of production. You guys know about that, right? Yeah. Um, with my business, particularly right now, so in the Medicare world, our open enrollment period starts tomorrow, the 15th, and goes into December 7th. So, yeah. so for anyone out there who's listening, if you have somebody, or you yourself are a senior agent, this is the time that you need to be reviewing your plan, whether it's with myself, Somebody else, this is what needs to happen. And if it's not happening every year, you're not working with the right person. But regardless, as my business grows and as I get busier, being able to put all that time, energy, and effort into not only post-editing or pre-editing. What is it called? Post-editing. Okay. Post-editing. Doing that, but also then, you know, getting it out in social media and doing that. Right. So... Um, I've had a couple companies offer to sponsor the podcast already. Some larger businesses. Nice. Because um, we average about a thousand listeners, give or nice. take, an episode. Way to go. Um, but they didn't really align with what I wanted. If I'm going to have somebody sponsor it, you know, right now it's sponsored by my business. So when you hear it at the beginning and you know, brought to you by Preferred Senior Benefits, we're like it. Yeah, it has to be the right company. But I could potentially see somebody sponsoring it for the direct purpose of me being able to outsource. The, the work, getting it all done to where I just, you know, schedule the interview, do the interview, and then somebody else handles the rest. Oh. Dude.
0: So check this out. I, I, I was I was going to close it with that, but now I have to ask you, and I'm going to give you an example. So don't answer right away. I'll ask the question. I'll answer my own question and then you can go ahead and take the time that you need, whether it's just like half a second or like a minute.
1: Does he do this a lot where he answers his own questions? Yeah. 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 I can see that guys. That's okay. Sad. <laughs> that's, that's, that's,
0: that's that. Um for your business for your business, for your practice, what are your values? Example. Values for you know for for what I do, you know, from, from my day to day and my team. You know, value number one is kindness. Value number two is authenticity, and value number three is trustworthiness. Those are values that carry <clears throat> not just in my business, but also in my family, and also for you know for this show. And uh, as I continue to grow, they might change. I might add more values or, you know, they will just change altogether at the core. But, like, to me, it's really important. Something that you mentioned, you know, like, some larger companies, whoever, larger business, whoever they might be, larger, smaller, medium size, doesn't matter, they reached out to you and they said, Reese, we want to be part of this. We want to be part of this podcast or, you know, we want to give you some money or we want to give you access or whatever the value proposition might have been. You know, in... Doing this because I do it for fun. I am I am privileged enough. I you know through some hard work you know and some smart decisions you know I've been able to position myself into being able to do this you know and do it out of pocket because it certainly is not like making me money. I'm I'm not like making it rain at the club because of my idol friends and that's fine you know that's okay. I'm, I look, what about look,
1: making it rain at the pig farm? There you go. <laughs> that's
0: different. The pigs are very happy. <laughs> okay, good. Napoleon Bonaparte is super Just super Just making stoked. sure. Super super stoked. Um, but, it, but it takes a certain level of conviction and, 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 a, and a good moral compass to know and understand when you say yes and when you say no. And that caught my attention. So
1: I don't want to close the episode
0: just yet until you answer that question, please.
1: So I don't know if I would call these values or if these are categorized as that, but I can tell you that I, first and foremost, it's about being transparent, particularly in the insurance business you have people that aren't that, and that's a big red flag. So I'm very, very transparent. I'm very upfront. I don't know if those are the same two things, but that's another thing that I really rely on. You'll hear me say multiple times when I'm talking to my clients. Um, I'm going to tell you what's expected, what I'm going to offer, how it works, and I'm going to be upfront with you. I want you to know what you... I'd rather give you all the reasons to walk away and not work with me, and then if you choose to do so, then that's great. Then At least you know what you're getting. So transparent, upfront, and I think the last thing would be... Um, probably being, and I don't know if this is a value, but like your go-to guy, and I don't know how you would use a word to, to correlate that. But my job, my goal with my clients is to be their go-to if they have an issue in their senior sphere, you know, mm. Reese, uh, we decided we need to get, a, a will done. Do you have somebody to work with, uh, Reese, you know, we need a financial advisor. Do you know somebody Reese? We need a CPA. Uh, do you know anyone that you can work with in, in that realm? Being, being my client's go-to person and trust, I guess, trustworthiness. Trustworthiness. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah. You you
0: have created enough trust and confidence in which you become that access point. And that's wonderful. And that's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Idaho, thank you for tuning in. Uh, big thanks to Reese. Reese, before we close out how how do the people to find people at home watching my idol friends can get a hold of you and can reach out to you where can they find you
1: yeah um, so our company website is preferredseniorbenefits.com. uh you can call us at 208-818-2523 uh you can email me at reese at preferredseniorbenefits.com. or if you know you want to just go on social media reese phillips uh preferred senior benefits all all those those great things there's a great way to communicate Absolutely, we'll make sure
0: that we have all of that. Once in about two weeks or two weeks and a half, we have the episode up on YouTube. We'll have all the links for you: LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, the podcast, your business. Thank you so much for taking the time to you know come on over, share your passion, uh, share your story, and uh, you know get us a little bit educated on the process. That it's incredibly important. Like I said, I, I my demographic you know varies, and, and I highly doubt that anybody watching. It's kind of like in that Medicare stage or looking into that Medicare stage. But uh, the aspect that is important is that if you happen to be in me and Reese's age group, you know, like 40 and 30. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. He's okay. got jokes. He's got uh, jokes. I'm 40 and he's on his early 30s. Fair enough. You know, uh, you have parents and um, we all do one way or another or somebody that we that we care about, that is in that demographic, that is in that group, make sure you're having these conversations with them, because if they're not having it with you and they happen to not have the information, if they happen to not be aware of the changes and how dynamic it can be, because it's different from state to state, you have people moving over here from California, Denver, Washington, Oregon, throughout all over the place. And it's it's a big change. It's a big difference. It's different sometimes from
1: county to county. It, it can it can be different based on counties.
0: Based on you know. So just take the time to have that conversation. And when in doubt, please reach out to Reese. Uh, big thanks to our sponsors, Vital Elements. They're always doing their thing. If you like our content, please go ahead, like the video, follow us on our, our YouTube page, please. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook. The, the beer is that is, a new one? The, no, the beer is hitting. Oh, nice. Happening. Uh, big thanks to Argus Productions. Again, uh, the links for their website is always on our YouTube channel, so you make sure that you are following up with what they are up to. Uh, thank you for everybody that is following up on the Argus team stream we appreciate you um, shout out to Bear Island Brewing they're definitely not sponsored but that doesn't mean I don't love you guys and your product we have the beer mug uh, the beer mug the Bear Island you know fancy glasses to have the <laughs> the Bear Island fancy beer and uh, for all of you out there that are tuning in that are watching okay I get my little spiel it's my show And I get to do whatever the F I want. So, voting. Okay, get out there and vote. Seriously, whatever it is that speaks to your heart and your values and whatnot, go ahead and vote. And if you're thinking, Jaime, we know what the election is going to be like on the bigger level, the presidential level. That's fine, boo, I hear you. I understand. But here's the thing. There's a lot of local government officials that influence a great deal of our day-to-day life and our day-to-day experience here in the great state of Idaho. You owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family, whether you have kids or not, or the nanas and the papas, or grandchildren and whatnot, to go ahead and just do, like, a little bit of reading on like you know what people are running for or like gives you like I don't know what this is well you know there's this thing called Google and a few others and <laughs> you can just go in there but like, what, what is this <laughs> you know and then find out and then you know try to make a little bit of an informed decision I urge you to vote whether you are gonna do that through a mail or whether you're gonna put on a mask and show up to the polls please go ahead and do it a number of people have fought and died for your right to do so, and if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I am just do not feel like voting for the lesser of two evils, I get you. I don't know and I actually understand where you're coming from. But it is hashtag 2020. We cannot afford to fuck around. Put your big girl, your big boy, and your big day and then pants on, and fucking get out there and vote. Your voice matters, Idaho. I love you a long time. When you get a chance, get out there and be kind to somebody. Thank you so much, Reese, for your time. I appreciate you. I Thank cannot you wait so to be on your podcast. Anybody that's watching, make sure you're following up Reese and everything that he's doing. And take care of yourself. Be kind to everybody. Cheers.
1: Cheers, everyone.